This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. It is a football Friday. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksford with you. It's time to dive into every week 14 game. Now, this is our last week of bye, so it's not a full slate. Starting next week, we go back to a, a complete slate, uh, but we do have a bunch of games to get to. Let's start with one that I think, and, and Joe, you said this yesterday or, or the other day, uh, that in our world, right, in the, in the sports betting world, this might be the mm-hmm. game of the week. And it includes a five and seventeen because we have a five and seven Lions team at home, a one and a half point favorite over a ten and two Vikings team. This is the classic, like what matters, right? Results or the process? Because the, the Vikings don't look on paper like a ten and two team. Yet they are, right? They're ten and two. They're, they're going to win their division. They, I think they could clinch it this weekend. They, I would imagine they would if they win this game. It's a big mm-hmm. game. Lions are the favorite. They're playing much better football. Last five weeks. This is the best Dan Campbell's ever put out there. And and it's historic, right? This is the first time since 04 we talked about yesterday where a team this good gets team this bad, and it's the reverse favorite. And that one, the bad team, won that game 27 to nothing, the Bucks and the Falcons all the way back in the day. So I like the Lions. I liked them all week. I liked them when they were getting points. Now, now they're not getting points anymore. They're a favorite. But I do think they're going to win this game. I like the Lions. This was an interesting move with the point spread. So it came down a little bit. It felt like we were at the peak for the majority of the week when it was sitting at two and a half. So then it comes down a little bit. And I was saying that, okay, what the, what the betting market is telling us is that straight up the Lions are better because home field is not two and a half. But now at one and a half, isn't the betting market telling us that they're even? Yeah. That they're yep. dead even on a neutral field? Certainly feels that way. And, you know, I've, uh, I've pushed against this again and again. And here, here's where I'm at. Like, I, I, on one hand, I do think people are putting way too much into the luck factor of the Minnesota Vikings. They're a good team. They're a well-coached team, and they have a talented offense. The problem is on the other side of the ball. And that's the problem for the Detroit Lions. Their defenses are even at this point because the Lions are playing better than they did earlier in the season, and the Vikings are playing a little bit worse. I mean, they're pretty bad. They're, you know, some metrics like defensive yards per play will tell you that they're bottom three in the NFL and not playing well. And over the last few games, the reason that the luck factor seems to be off the charts is when you look at the offensive numbers for the Vikings, they're not there. They're not moving the football like they were over the first couple of months. 
So you've got a Lions team that I think is actually playing better in spite of the Vikings' 10-2 record right now. I mean, they've won four of their last five games. And the health is a big part of it with the Lions. Like, oh, what a surprise. They start winning games when all of their offensive starters are back on the field. I'm on Ross St. Brown and Swift. And now Jamison Williams under the radar is on the field. So is he going to get something going maybe in the next few weeks? Uh, the rookie coming off the, the horrific injury. And when you look at a lot of the numbers just matching up these teams, they say the Lions are better. So I don't think the number is wrong. Saying that these teams are even, I think, is completely fair. And, and we went over it, I believe, a little bit yesterday that in the last month, if you look at this Lions offense, they've been elite. When you look at success rate and EPA per play, and I mentioned the defense getting better. <sighs> I like the Lions minus one and a half. Aaron, is it three for three? This is a tough one. At two and a half, uh, maybe the Vikings, but all right. So here's my thing. I think the Lions love has come a little bit too far. I think the Vikings, they've got some weapons. And if you can give Kirk Cousins some time, they should get Christian Derrissaw back. That, you know, with Justin Jefferson there, they, I think they have, you know, some good offensive weapons and it, you know, they're not turning the football over. They're not bad in the red zone. Um, they do struggle. The Vikings struggle with good pass rushes in the last five weeks. They faced the commanders, the jets, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the bills, all of those teams have really good pass rushes, but I think if Kirk cousins has a little time and can get it to Justin Jefferson, you know, the Vikings have two good edge rushers. They've got some guys, as Paul would say. Harrison Smith is a good safety. I'm, I'll, I'll be the contrarian here and be on the, on the Vikings. I'll take the two. <laughs> so, I mean, this could become – I mean, 51 and a half is the total. This could be a shootout. We could see Jefferson and Amon Ross St. Mm-hmm. Brown just go back and forth with big plays down the field. A couple of notes that I found interesting on, on this matchup. So, this is probably not going to surprise you guys. Since 2018, there have been 69 quarterbacks, I guess, that have played enough games to qualify for this, right? Kirk Cousins is the second worst in toss-up against the spread road games. Like, so when the spread is within three on either side, it's a toss-up game, right? He's the worst or second worst against the spread. He doesn't win these games. He doesn't do well in these games um, and finish them uh, on the road. So that's that. The other one is, you know the Vikings have won 12 straight games as a favorite? The last time they actually lost one of these games was one year ago mm-hmm. this weekend against the Lions in Detroit. One hey, year ago this weekend. Lorenz, the... yeah, for your Vikings, yes. So we'll, we'll probably know today about Derisau, right? We'll probably know yeah. a little bit later this morning. Yeah, I've so kind of been looking still... at it all week. Yeah, I didn't see any reports on it yesterday, but I was just looking, reading a Viking story, and, and they said he, he's still in the concussion protocol. And with that, it's so tough to predict because now it seems like guys are staying in the concussion and they've changed things that they're staying in the concussion yeah. protocol a little bit longer than they had in the past. Uh, he's missed two games. That is a massive difference. If you don't have Darisau out there going against Aiden Hutchinson and the rest of this pass rush, we know the strength of the lines is, uh, is a line play on both sides. So uh, that could be a deciding factor. And I, you know, If there's some sort of announcement later this morning about, about him being out, it wouldn't surprise me if this goes back to two, two and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Derisaw is the X factor here because his backup has allowed 12 pressures and six sacks. 
So the Vikings are not in a good situation if he is not back. He's missed the last two games. It seems like guys are kind of staying in the concussion protocol, like what, nine Mm -hmm. days-ish? Yeah. I hope he's back for my Lions or my Vikings argument. For the Vikings. Sure. So in this game, it is a very high total. Should we just be teasing the underdog? Is it going to be, you know, come down to the final possession or what do we think? As long as we get it above a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't argue against that. I, I, would, I think it would be surprised the Lions ran away, right, and won this game by 14 mm-hmm. or 10 or 14. But uh, it is a, you would think, high-scoring game. So maybe there's some variance there at the end. All right. I think there could be some home field advantage. I think Detroit, this is a big game for – I mean, think about how happy those Lions fans are going to be. It's going to be loud Ooh. there. I think there would be some home field advantage for them with that crowd fired up. They've won three in a row. So – there's that and, and then they were also this close on Thanksgiving. Like, they played the Bills kind of even. That game was pretty close to the end against Buffalo. So they're, they're feeling good, and they're the favorites. All right, let's go to the Browns and Bengals. A game on Sunday that is interesting for a lot of perspectives. We, we all like what's happened with the Bengals. You know, they're a top-five team in the league right now. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. So this number's come down a little bit. It was six-and-a-half, I believe, two days ago, down to six. So money's coming in on the Browns. Five-and-a-half points. They're the dog. It's 46-and-a-half on the total. The matchup over the years recently has gone to the Browns, including the game they played on Halloween. The Browns dominated that game. Are the Bengals different now? We know they turned into a much better team late last season. How about this? I, I This is the first time I saw this this week. Joe Burrow in cold weather. I never thought about this. I mean, it's obviously a perk if you play in the NFC North because you're going to play in a lot of those mm-hmm. kind of games late in the season. Joe Burrow, 50 degrees or less, 9-2 and two straight up, 10-1 and one against the spread, 40 degrees or less, Five and zero straight up, five and zero against the spread. I mean, he's played his best football down down the stretch wow. of season. But I don't know that's if that's great. all weather, if it's just December. Is that all last year? Yeah. Well, well, more than that, right? Because it's eleven games, so it's got to be a little bit of his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, he's an Ohio kid, right? I guess he's used to this. That's where he grew up. So, I mean, he's he's great. We know he's great in, in almost any weather. So, five and a half's the number here. What are we thinking? I want to say Bengals. I really do. Uh, we keep hearing about Burrow. He's never beaten the Browns. Like it's a, an extremely large sample size. Well, it's a sample size of four games. He's 0-4 against the Browns. And in those matchups, Cleveland's defense was much better than what we've seen this year. Now, there was that bad spot the first game without Jamar Chase uh, but when they lost this year. But obviously, you're going to have Jamar Chase. In those four games, I think it's worth you know looking at his numbers. Is he terrible? No, he's not terrible. Uh, 309 yards per game in those four games, eight touchdowns, four interceptions. Not great. 6.8 yards per attempt. Pretty good. Um, 92.6 quarterback rating. So I, I don't know that it's fair to say, oh, that that's all Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow stinks against the Browns defense. It, it's hard for me to get past what we saw. Like last week in Houston, how much is just – all the rust, all the noise, uh, just getting that getting that first game out of the way, and then maybe Deshaun Watson settles in and he's going to improve with each timeout. I have no idea. But what I do know is they were going against one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and they had zero offensive touchdowns. And now they're going against one of the best, one of the better defenses with uh, that that just keeps getting it done man they have a defensive coordinator in the Bengals that's probably going to get a job he's going to get interviews 
for a job this offseason. And they have a top four, top five offense. And now Jamar Chase is back. Now they're coming off a big win. Spot-wise, the Browns are, I don't know, the Browns are what? They're probably relieved that the Texans game is over. And now they're thinking, yeah. let's let's see what, what we can do. Um, and on the Bengals side, they're riding that high of taking down the Chiefs. But, you know, any, I, I think it's dangerous to, to say, oh, this is a bad spot for Joe Burrow. Because every time you hear that, it feels like he comes through in the clutch when nobody's expecting. Uh, T. Higgins was limited in yesterday's practice. So pay attention to that. I expect him to be out there this weekend. I, I lean Bengals. I, I wouldn't hate it if you put him in a teaser. But something is scaring me off about this. Like everything I look at, the Browns team stepping up in class, much better defense. The better offense is on the Cincinnati side. There's probably revenge on their mind because they were embarrassed in that Monday night game. Like for me, there's a lot of things. I want to take the Bengals, but I just can't, I just can't get there. I just can't. So yeah. I'm going to be uh, staying off. Yeah, I fully agree. I lean Bengals, but the thing for me is Deshaun Watson. He was so inaccurate, and I don't know if one more week he's going to be able to knock off the rust. I mean, I hope not, but if he looks like how he did last <laughs> week, I don't think he is an upgrade from Jacoby. I don't think we can upgrade this Browns team mm. with Deshaun Watson yeah. as quarterback from what we just saw. So for this week, I, until he gets rolling, and I'm sure he will eventually, Deshaun Watson, I like the Bengals. And like you said, Jamar Chase is back. The Bengals have been rolling. You know, I'm sure Joe Burrow is aware of the noise and the history between these two teams. He wants to get this done. And the, they're the hotter team right now. So I lean Bengals in this situation. Me too. Um, eight straight games, the Bengals defense has held opposing quarterbacks under 60%. And that includes uh, – Patrick Mahomes last week. I mean, like, well, I don't think Watson's ready for what he's going to face on Sunday. At this stage of, of his comeback, I, I don't think he's ready. And I also think the Bengals kind of smell blood in the water here in this division. You know, the, the Ravens are hurting. We'll get to that game coming up in a few minutes. The Ravens are hurting. I, yeah. I, I, they have an opportunity here to get mm-hmm. the division again and maybe yeah, push for home field point. if things break their way down the stretch. I like the Bengals. It's not, the number's yeah. not gigantic. It, you know, I think they win the game by a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, they're so explosive offensively, and the Browns are not. Uh, The other thing I was thinking about with props, anytime you're going against the Browns, you want to look at the running back situation on the other side. Uh, There's some uncertainty, right? Like, we expect Joe Mixon to be back after missing a couple of games with a concussion, but we're being straight up. Pirine's been good. So is is Mixon going to return to the exact same role? I'm not sure. So I... I find it tough to play props on this. I and, and I'm not anything we hear on a report. I'm going to take with a grain of salt. I wish it was an opportunity to do something with that backfield because I would do something with the Bengals rushing, but uh, I think it's tough to pull the trigger. Has Burrow for you guys moved into the territory where he's the second most trustworthy quarterback after Mahomes? That's what he's moved into. Me, Allen has More his ups Allen. and downs, right? Wow. More than Allen, okay. yeah. I, I mean, just like week to week, I trust him to play really well more than any other quarterback. Jalen Hurts has had that kind of year this year. We'll see if he keeps doing it. But, like, Mahomes is one, right? You just kind of expect excellence almost every week. Highest, highest floor. Highest Burrow. floor in the NFL. I'd go Burrow next. I think you're right because Herbert used to be part of that conversation, and I don't think you can do that right now. Uh, Hurts, I mean, who are the other ones? Two is up there because of what's happened. But, no, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Just if trust you're, me. 
would he be your second pick if we're doing a draft and like starting over? If you're an NFL franchise, he'd be number two behind Mahomes. Yeah, he would for me. I, I know everyone loves yeah. Allen's talent, but this guy's this guy's amazing. I mean, every week since week one, he's been the be- I think he's been the best quarterback in the NFL since week one. Now, he, now they haven't been the best team, and right and hurts his team's been better. That's why he's ahead of him in the MVP odds. But this guy's been an unbelievable. For two and a half months here. I like them on Sunday. We got more to jump into. Paul's Jaguars, the Ravens Steelers, and uh, a revenge spot potentially for the Bills. We'll hit those next right here on the Beck UL Network.